Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 437 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So this episode comes out on Halloween. Boo. Boo. Ah! Because <laughs> I, I noticed... You. I noticed that there's holidays in the title, and that was a little scary. No, uh, surprise! It's Halloween. Happy Halloween to everyone who is listening to this on October 31st. What better time uh, to start talking <laughs> about the winter holiday? <laughs> I have to say, really quick, if you're just thinking, "What are you even talking about?" Um, stop. I'm not there yet. That's that is valid. However, yeah. what we're here to do is actually ease some of that stress and not to rush the holiday, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. So we are calling this episode, Do This Now, Enjoy the Holidays Later. And it was inspired by a two-part series we did back in the spring. And then we were talking about Do This Now, uh, Enjoy Summer Later. And it was one of our most popular episodes of the year, Megan. And I think all moms can relate to this idea of like, what little things can I do now that don't um, we're not talking about big things that are taxing you or we're not we're not trying to do more holiday stress now and then also holiday stress later. It's like right. what little thing can you take off of your plate in December because it's just as easy or maybe even easier to do in late October, early November. So we have some ideas and then we also have some great ideas from the Facebook community um, you all are smarter than we are, I think, yeah. at this point. I, yes, yes, definitely. And I also want to say that if you're listening to this, like while you're on your way to your kid's preschool um, Halloween parade or while you're putting paint on a little one's face, it's OK if now means November 1st. Oh, we don't. Absolutely. We're not being 100 percent literal about that, but just plant these ideas in your head now. Yes. And refer to them often over the next few weeks and months. 
I don't, I was just looking at our school calendar, Megan, and there's like uh, here in California, conferences happen right after Veterans Day. So like starting around like the 12th or 13th of November is conferences, which around here means minimum days or like early release. And then you get into Thanksgiving and then it's just kind of like a snowball. So I would say that like the first two weeks of November, if you're kids are in school, you might have a pretty like Halloween, you'll get Halloween behind you and you'll Mm -hmm. have a couple of weeks of like semi-normal and what a great time to give your future self, um, like a gift, a gift of, um, one less thing to worry about. So we have, I think a mix today of practical, but also more philosophical tips. And we'll just go back and forth. But as we were putting this together, I realized that um, in that do this now, enjoy summer later um, episode or two parter that we did, my first three tips would absolutely apply to um, holiday planning. So I'm just going to quickly revisit them because all three of them would be great to do right now. So the first one was look at photos um, of your last few holiday seasons And it's a great way quickly in like five minutes to remind yourself what things were really fun that you might want to repeat. And also maybe you took a picture of like a total craft fail or maybe looking at the gingerbread houses, even though they look so cute, brings a rush of memories back about how your kids aren't old enough to enjoy gingerbread houses yet, or you'd (laughs) like them to do that at grandma's house. So quickly look through your pictures from the last couple of years um, to see if that like brings back any memories. Um, another tip I gave for the summer one was book your personal care appointments. Now you might want like a pedicure before the holidays or a haircut after the holidays. You might, you probably don't want those personal care appointments at all in the busiest time of the season, but it might be really nice to have something on the calendar for early January. And you could just book that now and have it done with, and then be like, Oh, I have a massage in January or I'm getting my teeth cleaned or whatever. Having a massage in January is like the most lovely gift to yourself that you probably forgot was coming. Yes. Because if you didn't, you, you probably don't have that if you wait. Exactly. And what you don't want is to realize like, oh, the kids have to get into the orthodontist. And now the only week they can is like December 17th or something. So yeah, with a little strategy, you can avoid that. Um, And then another one that really applies that I said for summer is decide once what you're going to do for teacher gifts. And for that, we were talking about end of year teacher gifts. But if you are going to do something for your kids, teachers for the holidays um, by decide once um, we borrow that from Kendra, the lazy genius. It just means you don't need to overthink it. If you're going to do target gift cards, you can do that right now, tomorrow, this week. Um, If you're going to go in on the class group gift, because that's what your school does, like for me, it can be overwhelming to have so many different things I could do for my kids' right. teachers. Yeah. So decide once and maybe take a step toward doing it. So there, we have three tips before we even got to We this, haven't even gotten this started tip. yet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Can we just be done now? No, no. You did all though. Okay, that's good because I, I want to share mine too. Okay, so you, you kick right. us off. Okay, well, one that I I didn't realize I had been doing the last few years until I really thought about it was kind of looking forward at this point and being like, what's just one thing that I need to make sure gets on the calendar? Like one thing I'll be really bummed if we don't get to, or one thing that, uh, I'll talk a little later about sort of thematic, um, gifts. So I'm not exactly talking about that more like an event. Like I would be at this point really bummed if we didn't do the nutcracker holiday with my family. Um, 
or with my sister-in-law and her two girls and, and my daughter, like that would be a big bummer. So I guess I'm being a little overly literal when I say one, it's probably more like three, mm-hmm. but I, but if you don't have any rocks, any big rocks in place, we know how that goes. Like random little rocks will fill the jar. And then next thing you know, some, some of the things that really matter to you will get squeezed out. I think it's also really helpful to, for me, this exercise, because then I realize how little it actually takes to make a holiday feel special. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be all the things. And it, in fact, it probably can't be all the things. Yep. Um, and just having a few things, maybe it's, you just want to make sure you and your family all sit down together and watch Christmas vacation. That would be us or a Christmas story or whatever your holiday movie of choice is. but it can just be that one. It doesn't yep. have to be every movie that's out on the Hallmark channel and all your nostalgic favorites from childhood and, you know, all the blockbuster Christmas favorites from the last seven years. It can just be one. Yep. You want to have one movie night. So, um, this, you can really interpret this however you want, but I, I find that to be a helpful place to start. Well, I think it's the perfect place to kick off this episode because if we've done nothing else for eight and a half years of this podcast, it's remind moms that like you get to have the holiday you want to enjoy too. And I would say once you think of your one or two or three things, communicating those to the people who matter, your co-parent, your spouse, your kids, if they're older, that this is one thing that's really important to you. Um, and normalize that normalize mom saying, you know, we're going to do a lot of fun things this holiday season. The one that's most important to me is when we all take a family picture in front of the tree at the mall that we do every year. And then I know for my kids, like they do take that stuff to heart and like, Oh, mom happened. Whoa, this is important to mom. Like, yeah, (laughs) she's a human. Um, so yeah, I love that. Well, my first suggestion is much more philosophical than practical. And it is really like, take this podcast episode as (laughs) an invitation to evaluate what's the whole point of getting ahead for the holidays, working ahead, getting stuff out of the way, um, not leaving everything to the last minute. I think our culture, including me, cause I'm part of this can glorify, um, getting ahead on your shopping, getting all your shopping done early, um, getting all the gifts wrapped early. And I would just invite everyone to figure out if that's important to you, why? Because I think it's a slippery slope sometimes to say, I'm going to get ahead on the winter holidays. And then all you're doing is assigning yourself more work in October and November yes. and December <laughs> comes and guess what? You just keep There's going more. You're going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. So this is like very, it's going to be very individual to the person, but I have some years where I actually almost do the opposite. And I tell myself, this is not a year where I'm going to do shopping have shopping done by mid-November. I am just going to lean into, I'll, I'll be popping in and out of shops all the way up until Christmas. And I'm going to pay extra for shipping when I ship our like out of town family. And that this year that's okay. So, um, I guess just you, there's nothing inherently better about getting ahead, especially if it does not buy you more peace and more white space in December. I would say it's actually, it, you'd be better off taking a slow November. And, yeah. and for me, that might be what it looks like this year. And that's okay too. So I might consciously choose not to run around like a busy bee in November 
and save my energy for December. It's different every year for me and it's different for every person, but I would challenge the idea that we have to get ahead on everything. Well, the idea that we have to get ahead on everything seems to presuppose that it's possible to pace ourselves for months ahead of time or something. Like if you get started early, then you can break everything down into super tiny manageable chunks, but that's not the way a holiday rolls out because the calendar will have its way with you as will the fact that like every, the rest of the world is amping up. (laughs) It's like picking up speed as it's rolling down the hill. You know what I mean? So like, just because you can't start walking ahead of everyone else and not get run over by the abdominal, abdominal, (laughs) abominable snowman rolling down the hill. Like you're still going to get caught up in that. There's no way around it. And, um, so yeah, I would be afraid that if I got, so see, I've never been a person who's gotten started very early, so I don't know what it would be like, but there's been years I have. Yeah. And what I tend to find is that I lose some of that, the fun energy around allowing myself to get caught up in the rush without feeling grumpy. Like, Hey, I've been on this already. Why is this affecting me? A, or I start to forget stuff that I yep. did or like, I didn't ever get the enjoyment out of it. Yep. So, and you, you can have a false sense of this happens to me is I will be kind of ahead of the game and I'll get 80% of the way done and feel really done. And then the last 20% will still like surprise me and feel like a frantic rush to the finish line. So it's like, well, why, why was I, why, why did I try so hard to pace myself? I think that's such a good point about pacing yourself. Um, I mean, we titled this episode, do this now, enjoy the holidays later. So just get really clear about what enjoying the holidays later means to you. Maybe it means a slower pace. Maybe it means getting the things you really don't enjoy, like maybe you shop for your in-laws and don't love that. Maybe getting getting some of those things out of the way early because then the rest, it's still busy, but you enjoy it. So I guess just getting really clear with yourself is, is the tip. Yes. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. 
Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so... My next idea might sound a little scroogey, and I truly do not mean for Ooh, it to be. be. Um, it's so early in well, the season, I'm excited. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, you would think I seem like a free spirit, and I am. Um, but I also can be sort of the de facto family planner when it comes to things like get-togethers. Um, I think I'm very motivated. Well, it's the people pleaser in me. It's the Enneagram, too. I'm very motivated to make sure everyone's needs are met by making sure things get organized, get togethers and those, and those kinds of things. And it also drives me crazy when I wait, when other people wait, let's just say to start nailing things down. And then I feel like my margins are being encroached upon. I like a lot of margins. You know that I don't like every minute spoken for. I don't like to feel like I'm on other people's schedule. And so over the years I have, hmm, flailed about in various different ways to try to get in front of that. And some of what I used to do erroneously was try to plan um, like major family things way ahead so that I could make sure extended family and all of those people were taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then I would try to fill in the cracks. Okay. Well, the problem with that is if those people aren't ready to yeah. move on that yeah. or they just don't care or whatever. I'm waiting, holding space yep. on my I, calendar. I've been in that position too. And then I get really grumpy about it. So I've, I've kind of flipped this in the last couple of years. And now for me, the tip is to get my important dates uh -huh. on the calendar and then just inform everybody mm -hmm. what they are. And that's my boundary and yep. like to be okay with that. Um, Otherwise, I feel like other people's disinterest in planning ahead or inability to plan ahead becomes my problem. And yeah. I don't want that to be the case. I want my holiday to be my holiday. And that doesn't mean I can't be flexible. It just means that if I've already set aside a weekend that I know we're not going to go anywhere or this is when we're doing our thing. Sorry, that won't be the weekend we're yeah. doing your thing. Yeah. Um, and it took a, like decades mm -hmm. for me to get there. So just saying it's also not easy. I, I find sometimes that then when my family or whoever, in-laws, whatever, want to change things, I'm kind of like, I feel like I should chuck our dates, but I'm, I've been better about not doing that, about yeah. just sticking with the plan. And generally people will respect that. If you've yeah. got a trip on your calendar and you just say, sorry, we can't do that. Um, most of the time people don't freak out and get mad. Yeah. Or if they do, that's not your problem. Yeah. So I would just say, figure out the dates that are important to you. That is the tip. Important yeah. to you and your family and lock them in. Yeah. I agree. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking that we have so many thoughtful threads in our Facebook group about people's unique, but also universally relatable challenge of 
you know, traveling with little kids to the great aunt's Christmas Eve, but it's like inconvenient and how to say no and how to like how to tell family members that this year you're going to do your own thing or you're going to go somewhere else. And um, there's just a treasure trove of, I would say, very nuanced and thoughtful advice, uh, like chains of, of comments on that topic if anybody is in that situation. Um, Because you're right, it takes decades to get to where you are, um, where you're just like, well, this is what we're doing. (laughs) But remember, I also just married into a new family. So it's kind of like going back now because now I have to figure out how to take what I've learned, but bring it forward into a family that might have different dynamics. And that's like a whole new thing. So I'm like having to practice um, what I, on my own, was able to do pretty readily. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, it might be different this year. We'll you see. Have a new, you have a new audience to yeah. test your boundaries on. <laughs> to, to, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, here's a very tangible thing that many people could do anytime now in the next couple of weeks, and that is to have a family meeting. And I feel you all rolling your eyes. So I will say a little bit more about this. Um, first of all, if your children are very tiny, um, this tip is probably not for you. Although you might have a meeting with your co-parent or even with, um, if you've got grandparents in town, you might find a version of the family meeting that works for you. But family meetings in my house really kicked into place when our youngest was about seven or eight young, my youngest being seven or eight. Um, and we've made them pretty regular, not always weekly, but regular enough that my kids don't, um, they don't say like, what, what are we doing? It's a, it's very, it's a very expected thing that we do. And here's why it's great before a new season. Um, my kids are old enough to have lots of ideas of fun things they would like to do over the holiday season. They remember all the past years. They see what their friends are doing. And there's there can be a lot of pressure to they would like to do all of the things. Um, go to zoo lights, go, um, I don't know, name all the things. Go to this show or this concert or um see the lights. I here was gonna and, say this show and that concert. Yeah. And and the zoo lights, um, the Santa and the uh, the things, all the things. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and they, make the cookies. Yep. Bake the cookies, make the gingerbread. Um, and so what I love about a family meeting is it allows us to fully brainstorm. I mean, like, like think bucket list, everything, name, everything you, you would like to do your heart would desire this holiday season. And it's sometimes fun and surprising to hear what is important to them. It's not yes. always, sometimes it's very, um, earnest and it's not always the thing that costs a lot of money or, involves a lot of sugar or getting a lot of presents. I mean, there's plenty of gimmies, but there's also things that I realize are meaningful to them that they'd like to repeat or memories from last year. And so it's great to get everything out on a whiteboard or a piece of paper, like a true brainstorming session. Um, and then we might look at the calendar together. We might, um, we probably wouldn't make any decisions at this family meeting, but the point for my kids is to feel like their suggestions have been registered. And then for us, it's likely that, um, a couple of weeks later, I come back with, uh, some options to choose from. Um, but what I like about doing one early, early in the season is it's something to refer back to, um, as, as time gets more limited. And as we do need to start saying no to things for budget or time constraints, that we can say, well, remember we looked at all of the options and we decided that this year we're going to do zoo lights, but we're not going to do this thing. And so I think kids, 
benefit from having that brainstorming session where they they can go wild with their ideas and suggestions. Um, and then you can pull back from there. I love that you said you might be surprised because I think sometimes moms, and I have done this in every stage, assumed like every stage of my kids' ages and things, mm-hmm. assumed that what they wanted was harder for me to pull together mm-hmm. than it really was. That was what was really important to them, I guess. When I say what they wanted, of course, they want whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they might want a lot of things, but like what's really important to them and what I was hoping to do are not as far apart as they sometimes might seem. So like when mom says the thing that really matters to her, it might be surprising how closely that matches up yeah. with something on your kids list. And if you don't know that, um, going in, you might flail around a lot and overdo it. And yeah. then later be like, man, I could have made everybody really happy with so much less. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, we also would likely pair this family meeting with talking about, um, some kind of charitable or service opportunity that we want to do this, this year. And I, I know we're talking about do this now, enjoy the holidays later. That might come later in the season, but I do think a family meeting is another great time. First of all, you've, you've decided they're all going to come to the table. You've, uh, you've enticed them with the opportunity to brainstorm a lot of fun stuff. It's a natural opportunity to pair that with some reminders of other things that are important. So we might talk about things that are happening locally that we could participate in where we buy gifts for a local family or contribute to an organization or um, we're going to help fill Thanksgiving dinner baskets this year through Reed's Martial Arts Studio um, and help help out some local families that way. So that's another good thing to, um, I guess, incorporate into an early season family meeting to set the tone for everything that's coming up. Okay. I have two comments on that. Well, first, first a comment, then a question. Um, I am amazed sometimes by how I will go into a holiday season fully intending to donate to Toys for Tots or like the coat drive Mm -hmm. or even the thing where you're at the grocery store and you can buy like a a bag of extra canned goods. You just, you don't even do anything. You just give them like five more dollars and then they just have the bag like ready to go. But it's like, I won't be looking at the end of the aisle until I'm already checked out yep. or like I keep passing the box and forgetting. So don't underestimate how scattered and distracted and overstimulated you might start feeling as we get further into the season. Mm-hmm. And then how much that stuff just becomes white noise that you keep meaning to get to. And then you don't. And I also um, think you bring up a really good point is that's also why as a parent, it's sometimes hard to include your kids in charitable giving or service stuff because the the busyness of the season means everyone's moving in a million directions at once. So yeah. you, they might not be with you at the store right. when you wrap the gift or drop the thing in the box. So uh, doing it early in the season or deciding as a family what it is or looking at the brochure together or whatever it is um is is a really natural way to get kids at least partly involved. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um my question for you and I'm going to talk a little bit about um gifts a little bit later, but how early, I know we've talked about this before, but I can't remember how early do you welcome gift requests from your kids? And is there, is it like an earlier, the better? 
You know, it's changed so much. Um, There used to be some well-meaning grandparents who would start asking in, I would say, like early October. I was going to say, I remember it it being a little extra for you for a bit. And it was like very overwhelming for me because my children were not, they did not know how to make a Google Doc. Now (laughs) they know how to make a Google Doc. So now I don't care how early they want to start. I will say that last year Luke started so early and sent his gift list off to grandparents and then things were getting bought off of it. And I had to be like, wait, 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 wait. Or this might've been two years ago, two years ago. So he was 13. Um, I had to be like, wait, hold on. Now I don't even know what you've sent or who's getting what. Then I like had not, I was like not enough involved. So, right. um, But as long as the kids have their own list going, they can start dreaming as early as they want. I don't, I'm not going to do much with it until about now. Well, I'm going to say early November. Okay. I'm curious because, um, all my kids are all very different about the way they make lists. What, the only one who still makes a detailed and sometimes like ever changing list is Clara. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like everyone else kind of either seems to not care at all, or they just ask for something and it doesn't change. But hers is like a moving target right. as long as I will let it be. So I have to have a, a cutoff. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, he, this is kind of gift related. Um, And this is something that you can do even if you have no intention of using this space. But again, it's like a high five from your future self. Clean up staging spots ahead of time. So like, what what does that look like for your closet where you're going to put gifts as they come in? Maybe your gift wrap as well. You don't have to have anything to put in there yet, but you will do yourself a big favor if you get in there and clean it out. See if there's gifts you lost last year. You don't want to lose new gifts in a pile of last year's lost gifts. I am really bad at this. I feel like <laughs> it's something one might think I would be organized about. Um, I have a, we have an office that has a closet and there's some bins, but I am very inconsistent about where I stash stuff. Uh, we had some great suggestions in the Facebook community for like, yeah, having a bin for each kid or a bag for each kid, or just like you said, just clearing out the space so that you're starting yeah. with an uncluttered space. I really need to do this this year. Yeah. It's not fancy over here by any means. I just want to surface and I want to know how much tape I have. I want to know how many, you know, where the good pair of scissors are like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not always great about it, but when I have been good about it, I'm so grateful to myself for yes. doing that. Well, and now might be a good time to just, when you're at Costco or at Walmart, get a bunch of scotch tape and a bunch of scissors. They're not that expensive. And um, it's one less thing to go buy when things get busier. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of that Facebook community, um, I just want to shout out a few comments that came through in this thread. And we'll link to this thread so you can read them all. Um, But great ideas for doing this now to enjoy the holidays later. Uh, Hannah or Hannah. said the first thing that popped into my head is for working moms. She's a high school teacher to put in for days off now for any holiday festivities you might want to attend at your kids' schools. Um, She says, as a teacher and a mom, it's always a relief to have all my ducks in a row at my school so I can be fully present and enjoy a holiday moment at my kids' schools. That's a great tip. Okay. This is from Becca. This is so next level. I don't think I, Sarah Powers, would ever do this, but I want other people to do it. Becca says she's going to prep two lasagnas or other family favorite freezer meals that lend themselves to leftovers. 
and she's going to freeze them one for the week of Thanksgiving and one for the week of Christmas slash Hanukkah. I mean, can you imagine if you did that for yourself on a cozy fall day in early November when all the kids are in school and the chaos hasn't hit yet? You just spend a day making two lasagnas. That is I just want to be in the house where that happens. I don't I don't think I'm going to do it. That's the kind of thing I actually would totally do. Um, Maybe not lasagnas, but something like that. The great thing about freezer meals is that it doesn't take any more work. Right. Like you You're just, just make a lasagna and add another lasagna like, yep. and then it's ready for you. It's a little more shopping and a little more chopping, but it's not really that much more. And I feel like you could extend this to a lot of other things too. Like even if it's not a full on freezer casserole or lasagna, there's probably things you could double or quadruple mm-hmm. in like soup, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And and maybe make a note to yourself so you don't forget they're in right. the freezer. Yes, that's the put kind it of in your calendar do. or your to-do list mm-hmm. where so that that week pops up and you're like, hey, remember how right. we like did that great did lasagna? It's in the freezer. Ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, I have two uh, also from the Facebook thread. These are both things that I could seriously use help with. Um, Maureen says every month I review the pictures I've taken and I put the best ones in a folder. When I go to order holiday cards, make picture calendars, or do any other picture related project, I go to the best of folder. It saves me a lot of time. This is the kind of thing I need to do and I never do. Yeah. And I'm always sorting back through my, like, I waste so much time trying to find photos. Well, and I would say that Maureen sounds like she has done this throughout the year, but I would say if it's early November and your life is a little more calm, it, it in Google Photos you could you can just type in January 2023 and everything from January of this year will pop up and you could quickly you it would not be too overwhelming to do what Maureen is talking about for 2023 up till this date. I would I would think that would take you a few short sessions in the evening. It still would be totally doable this time of year. Yeah. Okay. And here's another one. I am terrible about remembering when people drop hints about gifts or even just make comments about things that they like or might like. So Kirsten says, when we walk by the toy section at Costco, and then she has a little melty face. I love that. (laughs) And my kids start drooling over something. I have them take a picture with it. So either I can send it to someone as an idea or I have a record so I can grab it myself without the kids around. I love, I love the picture because just writing it down or even just like making a mental note you're not going to necessarily remember what the packaging yep. looked like or the exact brand name. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, there was that thing like yeah. that doll in it, or that, you know, building kit or whatever. And I just think that is genius, genius, genius. Takes away all of the mental effort of yes. having to remember. And kids love it. I did this, this exact thing. And Costco, especially because Costco's so ahead of the season that they always have this stuff out earlier than anybody else, the toys and the gifty Christmas gifty type stuff. Um, and there's a certain age of kid that can like four to seven years old or a couple of siblings in that range where you can actually hand them your phone and they can go take a few pictures of things while you're like, you know, you can see them in the next aisle. So I always felt like it was also kind of a fun activity for my kids if I could keep it within without like totally going off the rails. So yeah. great idea. Yeah. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day, and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. 
I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So Megan, last week, I think when we were talking about being hashtag influenced, remember you were talking about Beth Kempton? Yes. So if people are not familiar, I am going to add as a bonus tip to check out the Calm Christmas either podcast or book or audiobook. I think listening to that in the first part of November. I, I say listen because I listened to the audiobook and you listened to the podcast, right? Yeah, I have not listened I have not read the book or listened to the book, but I right. bet it's wonderful. It yeah, the book I think maybe was the first thing. Anyway, it, they're all great. Um, but I wish I had listened to it a little earlier in the season. I can't remember when I did, but I remember feeling like it's too late. The Christmas is already not calm, but I was glad I did it anyway. She also talked, she really talks about the entire like slowing down winter season, the solstice and the week after Christmas. And it is so cozy and lovely. So, um, we mentioned it last week when we talked about being influenced, but, um, what a great time to mention that again, and we'll link it up in the show notes. Yes. I am really looking forward to those. It's just the most delightful and she has the most delightful accent. I mean, we might just quit our jobs and end up in a cottage in the Cotswolds or something. <laughs> I mean, that sounds good. Can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We might have to keep our jobs to do yeah. the Cotswolds. Right. But. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, on to a very practical tip that I guess kind of matches up with your uh, clean out or declutter the staging area for gifts. Mine is to address 
the Tupperware situation. And I'm using Tupperware more generally to refer to all of your uh, food storage containers that may or may not have lids that match or may or may not be warped from being in the, I don't know, the dishwasher. Mine is mm-hmm. mine is not great right now. Um, but the reason, of course, is that during the holidays, there's a lot of last minute opportunities to give cookies to somebody yes. or take leftovers from somebody. I like to have a lot of containers that I do not need back. We have a nice set of the glass lock ones that travel between my parents' house and my house. And those, those I wouldn't really want to lose, but I like to have a lot of like takeout containers that are reusable a few times and then you'll recycle them. Um, if you keep yogurt, two, yeah, yogurt quart mm-hmm. containers are good for that cream. sort of thing. Like, yep. Yes. And if you keep those all year round and keep too many of them, I, it can lead to like overcrowding or, or cluttered, but this would be the time of year to, to have, um, a, a stockpile of those things so that you can be generous with your leftovers. You can send cookies home with somebody or um, some soup or a meal. Um, And another thing I like to have is, um, you know, when you get like a gift bag or a shopping bag that has handles, not a fancy present, not like when you get a birthday present and and it has like it's shiny and decorative. I'm talking about like a brown paper bag. Yeah. But that has has like a stamp on it. Yes. uh Uh-huh. From like a boutique. Those are great to put small amounts of of food or leftovers or a, you know, jar of salsa or something. So food gifts are really, go dig those out. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. your pantry where you stuck them because you didn't know what to do with them. Exactly. And save those as a way to hand off food. I think giving and receiving food is a really cozy and wonderful part of the holiday season. And you might not be able to uh, do a lot now on the food part, although our listeners in the Facebook group are making cookie dough and freezing it. We'll get back to that in a minute. But even if you're not doing any food stuff, you can have your containers and your bags ready. And um, I just, it's so nice to not have to look for that stuff at the last minute. Yeah. I, I love that. And it is a very practical thing that will feel much easier to do now Mm -hmm. than it will in a month or worse when you've got someone standing there like with cookies. Yeah. And you're like trying to find something to give them. And you're like, here, take my, my glass, my favorite glass dish because you can't find anything else. Or a Ziploc bag with like, right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, this is kind of a fun one that um, I've just really been doing for the last couple of years and fell into it, but have really enjoyed it. And this really came about because um, as my kids get older, as anyone's kids get older, buying for them can be both more difficult and a little less fun. It doesn't have that same I'm going to blow their minds feeling that it maybe does when they're seven or eight or nine years old, right? So I have been sort of, Early in this season, identifying the the gift theme that I want to go in on and win at. And so it's different every year. Last year, I went all in on advent calendars. I think actually that was your, you inspired me to do that because yeah. you had gotten some neat ones. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's a really fun thing. Um, the year before that, I believe was the year that I went all in. I always do Christmas pajamas, but I went like all in on matching robes, slippers, mm. like they got all of the things yeah. they got monogrammed robes, which that Ooh. was a first. They still wear them like constantly from Land's End. Um, really nice slippers. I don't remember what they were before that, but there's like I can see some themes beginning to form when I get in front of it and yeah. think about it early enough. Yep. Then it's kind of easy to do that, and then it's like, well, you know, if the rest of the gifts are a little ho hum, I feel 
like it was fun. Like it was yeah. fun for me to do the shopping and it was fun for them to do the opening. And, you know, I wouldn't do the advent calendar thing the, again, the way I did it last year. I feel like, um, I like once was enough on that, but it was really fun. And it was just a way to kind of, um, spread out for me, the joy too, because like after I had gotten one kid, a fun advent calendar, then I had to go like on a yep. hunt to find a different one for the next kid, a different one for the next kid. And it created kind of a, like almost like a, a mystery around it or like a scavenger hunt, which was really fun. Well, I love that for a few reasons. And it makes me realize that I think my mom was kind of doing that for us as we got older as like with teenagers and young adults, they are not likely asking for a monogrammed bathrobe or no. an over it will the top. Never occur to them they want no. that. So it's like doing it as a group or deciding that this is the family theme not only makes it fun and challenging for you, it also takes the pressure a little bit off your kids to um if you just got Clara a monogram bathrobe and pajama set at 13 or 14, she might be like, "Thanks, mom." But right. something about that being the theme and all the siblings getting it makes it somehow more memorable. And also like who does, who doesn't want that as right. part of a fun family Christmas. So I really think that's such a good tip, especially for moms or parents of teenagers and young adults who maybe don't know what exactly to ask for. Um, yeah. I love, I love it very much. Um, I think it also if you start thinking about it now, even if you don't do anything, if you just start thinking about it now, it will open your mind perhaps to some ways to be a little creative. So for example, um, Clara said, she's been saying for the last year, at least every time there's a gift giving opportunity, she just says, well, this year I want posters and DVDs, posters and DVDs. Mm -hmm. But I realized she's never going to be able to in her own, on her own steam, under her own steam, make me like a list of DVDs or posters that she wants. It's a little too abstract. Yeah. Plus DVDs are mostly things you buy used now. I mean, oh, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> I'm say. not going to go buy her a bunch of new. Yeah. And she wants that. She wants yeah. used. So she doesn't even really care what they are. I don't. And I also don't think she cares what posters. She just wants a whole bunch of posters mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of DVDs. And I was like, oh, OK, well, knowing that now means I can start keeping my eyes open. Yeah. And every time I'm like at a thrift store or an antique store, I just grab a couple. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so build off that. What would be, what could I uh, extend that into for the rest of the family? Yep. Is it like we all get things that are kind of from a different, uh, different era? Do, mm -hmm. do I lean in on used? Do I do some mix of like refurbished and, um, you know, old refurbished and handmade? I don't know, something like that. Like I don't have the theme yet, but it's beginning to form and Love I can it. just kind of jump off her request because I don't think the boys yeah. care anyway. But it just gives me a place to start and to start thinking. And, and like it gives it kind of scratches that creative itch, too, yes. which I like. I, I have found that not with our kids yet, but when I shop for siblings and in-laws and stuff, sometimes a theme emerges and I wasn't even intending it. It's like, oh, this is the year of like cozy blankets and socks or this is the year of books and music. And so I love the idea of kind of identifying a theme and seeing um, sometimes we can be more creative within a little bit of limits, right? So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love it. Love Agreed. it. Um, okay. Well, here is something for moms who want to take care of themselves. And I really want to do this this year. Um, but I recommend buying yourself uh, a small but purposeful week after Christmas cozy care package for yourself and tucking it away for 
after the after you whatever your version of your whatever your version of like the hullabaloo is, whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, um, after Christmas. But when things calm down a little bit, I'm thinking a blank journal or a new planner, um, a really good book. A, a new mug that's not a Christmas mug, not a winter mug, but like a fresh start tea or coffee mug. I just love that week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, and sometimes I get those things for Christmas. Coincidentally, I've gotten a cute mug or a new journal or some nice pens or something like that. But if I don't, how fun would it be to just set yourself a little reminder that you have, have your cozy New Year planning like care package that you made for yourself? Um, all ready to go. I love this so much. For me, it probably wouldn't be those things just because I feel like those are the kinds of things I will have <laughs> in spades. Yeah. Maybe it'd be something a little more unexpected, like a perfume or something mm. like, I don't know, like a new lipstick mm -hmm. or something where it's like, what a delight it will be to open that. And it's totally not the kind of thing anyone else is going to buy me or that I'd buy myself yeah. um, regularly. I love that idea. Yeah. All right. So Megan, uh, let's spotlight some other tips from the Facebook community. Which ones jumped out at you? Well, this one's coming from Faith and um, this literally is today. So, so perk up your ears, listeners. Yeah. She says, I have little kids, so your mileage may vary on this. But for the last several years, I've made our holiday card after getting the kids to bed on Halloween. Ooh. I start thinking about pictures I might want to use earlier in the week so I don't have to do a lot of hunting. It's a fun way to officially launch the holiday season for myself, and I usually find a sale to use. Plus, I have the cards in the house before Thanksgiving, so they're ready to go. I mean, I think that a lot of us are spending Halloween differently, yeah. perhaps like mowing down candy watching Mike Myers or something like that. But if you have the energy for that and aren't in like a chocolate stupor. That's a great idea. Yeah. I love tying it to, it seems like a general theme was tying, um, the, the end of Halloween or the beginning of November to like, okay, now we're in this season. So that is a perfect pairing with this one that comes from Amy. And she says the first weekend after Halloween, we do pre-Christmas Christmas. My husband and I go to breakfast, lock in schedules for the holidays, decide on gifts, etc. Then we go and physically buy one sort of ceremonial gift for our son. When we get home, we watch Christmas movies, take our Christmas card photos and make checks mix. The one day sets us up to have a stress-free holiday season. Well, that is um, a lot. I don't know that I could commit to all of that on the first weekend after Halloween, but I do love like having marking the dawn of the winter holiday season with like, this is when we're going to go, go out to breakfast, talk about all the things and then sort of ceremonially launch the season. I love that. I love that too. And I, I have to say, Sarah, I know over the years, you and I have gently and I, I hope good naturedly pushed back at some of the pressure to be really ahead mm -hmm. and to do all the things and to do them all early. And, and in fact, we've been in the past rather strict about like not busting out the Christmas decorations until after Thanksgiving, et cetera, et cetera. I have been softening on that in the last few years for a variety of reasons, which I think we talked about last year, actually. So I'm going to pull out this one from Julie, who says, set up your Christmas tree now. Ours went up this weekend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she said, we're not skipping Halloween and Thanksgiving, but with club sports, school, religious things for second grade, we only have so many weekends to do holiday things. And she goes into like a lot of other extenuating circumstances and reasons this works for her. 
But one thing is that she does say she's a single mom in here. And I have to say, for me, splitting um, custody with my kids over the last seven years really made me think differently about that final push. And it it halves it, essentially. Right. Yes, exactly. You have them for half the time. Half the time. And so then I'm like, oh, well, then I want to, for me, I want to give myself a longer on-ramp. And I don't know that a Christmas tree is going up this week in my world, but I could see it. Definitely long before Thanksgiving this year. And that's why I ended up getting a, a fake tree last you year. You and I remember both. that was a whole thing. Yeah. And, and part of the reason was I wanted more control. I yep. wanted to be able to get it up when I was in the mood and not to have to wait for the outing and, mm-hmm. and then have to take it down, you know, immediately because it was falling apart. So, um, yeah, I think that there's all kinds of ways to do this. Right. And like Julie is being very wise and thoughtful about what will make her holiday yep. more joyful. I love that. Well, I have two. Uh, Kaylee reminded everyone and other people chimed in as well that the Lazy Genius has something called her holiday docket. And it's a, like a $15 digital download. I mean, Kendra is brilliant at breaking these types of topics down into like manageable steps and kind of helping you define what's important to you. And so, of course, she has a holiday docket. So a lot of people in the thread said that they personally use it every year and will link up. Kendra's holiday docket in the show notes. Um, Sarah says last year I added dates to my calendar to start prep for stuff. So like on October 1st, she has a reminder to get Halloween costumes sorted out. And on November 1st, she has a a pop-up reminder to start the Thanksgiving prep. Um, She sets reminders for getting Christmas presents and a specific reminder um, to get ready for her husband's birthday, which is in early January, which also sneaks up on you. So this is how I use Todoist. Um, same thing. But you could use reminders in your digital calendar. You could use a, like a reminders app on your phone. But I love the idea of sitting down this time of year when you have a little bit more uh, of your wits about you and then have those reminders pop up strategically so that you don't have to remember it right now, but you know you're not going to forget it forever. Well, it is a little early for us to be promoting this, but we do have a great landing page on our site that has like tons of holiday content, gift guides, things like that. And, you know, I guess it's not too early to go poke around there. I'm going to give you some ideas. So that's at the momhour.com slash holiday 23. And um, I think we'll, you know, we'll be moving things around on there. I don't know how much we'll add this year. There's already a lot there. So go dig into those archives. We have tons of content. And it's not all gift giving holidays like Christmas and Hanukkah. There's Thanksgiving planning guides and recipes and crafts and all kinds of things. So to take you through the the entire season, Um, we also have a bonus episode coming up on Friday, a conversation between Jamie and Jennifer on our contributor team about the world of youth sports getting involved or not. Um, and being an athlete and what we want to model for our kids and really great conversation from Jamie and Jennifer. So check that out coming up on Friday and we will be back with you a week from today. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the mom hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at the And Hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. You can also find us on Instagram at the mom hour, chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon.
Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. 